0: And there we go. Okay. Hey, welcome to the podcast. I'm Rich, and this is the Scuttlebutt Podcast. Today we have a very special guest from Ontario, Ray Gall. Ray, how are you, sir? Not too shabby, how are you doing? I'm doing very good, I'm doing very good. You reached out after our podcast with uh, Mark Downey of the Fur Harvesters, and then we touched briefly on the the Algonquin wolf, the, the hybrid wolf, or whatever it is. And you said you've had a lot to do with it uh, over the years. I want to get to that, but first, tell me a little bit about about your your history, your background. Uh, you know, you, you must be a trapper. You you're involved yep. in all this stuff. Let's see what your bona fides are before we before we believe what you have to say. <laughs>
1: <laughs> uh, so I'm right now. I'm a, a Zone Five A director for the Ontario Fur Managers Federation. Um, I've been a trapper for going on 12 years now, I believe. Um, as, as licensed, I've been a, a hang around for years. Um, didn't really have the opportunity to uh, get a line of my own or go off on my own, and until then. And I have a registered trap line now in Perry Sound District, and we seem to have a problem with uh, with canines in, in our area and. Uh,
0: Give us a little bit of background for those of us who, who don't know Ontario. Whereabouts are you located?
1: Um Just off the shores of Georgian Bay.
0: Okay, so... Oh, you're on Okay, okay. Yeah. And is this where... Does this wolf or whatever it is affect you directly, affect your line?
1: Um, As of right now, it does not. But... In 2001, um, the provincial government put a ban on all harvest of any canine uh, in the 40 townships surrounding Algonquin Provincial Park, which was a big park, or which is a big park. And there's been significant uh, significant losses to the, the other animals on the line, on those lines uh, within the, the, those boundaries. Okay. Um, starting in, in, the, in the 30s, that park was managed for moose. So they would hire trappers, um, anybody with a gun or anybody who know, knew how to through strychnine out <laughs> to try and eradicate everything in the park that would eat moose um then they the uh in the 50s a researcher come along and put a stop to it
0: so um, can, can i ask can i ask just one question here I, I i i always go off on tangents that but why moose why were they why were they managing it for moose was it a place where people hunted or did they just it, like it, moose it, it on the landscape
1: be, it it used to be yeah. yeah
0: oh okay okay so they were managing it for for hunters uh, for for yeah. the okay Okay, go ahead, the fifties.
1: In comes a a researcher called uh, Pimlot, and he did a a bunch of uh, research on on the wolves, uh, give us pretty much the same research that's coming out today. Um, They did population density studies and carrying capacity studies, which they found um, was three wolves per 100 square kilometers. Three three wolves per 100 square kilometers. Fast forward that to the 90s, and to Berge and to Berge, they said, no, 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 no. Kim Lott, you're crazy. We're gonna set up some, our own studies, and we're gonna get our own government funding, and we're gonna do our own research. To what they found was three wolves per 100, 100 square kilometers for carrying capacity. Fast forward to, and that, and because of Traverse and Terbers in two thousand and one, they shut down the extra forty townships around the park. Like I said, in that, there was a bunch of uh, recommendations that the, uh, the 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 steering committee uh, found that the the uh, provincial government should be working on like doing DNA sampling and, and stuff like that to see if the progression of this wolf of the, the progression or degradation of the DNA is which way it's going and whatnot and that that wasn't done.
0: Well, so, give, me, give me some give me some history here on on what exactly we're talking about. Like this, uh, you keep referring it to as a wolf. Is it a wolf? Is it a hybrid? What is it?
1: it? It's, a, it it's a, I keep on calling it a wolf, yeah, but it, it's, it is a hybrid between the the coyote and the gray wolf.
0: Okay. It is the gray wolf then.
1: Okay. Yes. Yeah. Okay. Um. Now we have, back in the 90s, DNA was just like coming out, like the, the, the tools to, to identify such. And now we have better tools and it was found out that Taberj and Taberj falsified some of their, some of their findings. So now we have the researchers of today.
0: What did they falsify?
1: Uh, it was just falsified. Stuff was falsified. Uh, some of their, some of their uh, density studies, I believe. I'm not hundred percent sure.
0: They were, but, they were trying to reverse engineer uh, yeah. where they wanted to end up at.
1: Yeah. So the researchers of today have taken over and from Trent university and they have found out that they did their own studies, and they found out that the carrying capacity is three wolves per hundred square kilometers. <laughs> so, it it's it's a bit of a a mixed bag in where this come from. Um, there's many different theories um, that has been been brought about. Um, one of them that was put out by uh, one of the researchers from Trent was back in the, the plasticine, the back way back when, before European contact or or human that there was a a wolf that lived on the landscape that was smaller than the gray wolf. Well, and it just eat, it just ate deer. That's, that's what its niche was. And that's what it did. Thing is, there was, it didn't, Canada and North America didn't look like it. It does now back then there was horses running around. There was mammoths, there was camels, there was all sorts of different animals that lived. It wasn't just that there was a small, small, uh, wolf, small canine that filled that niche. And that was just speculation, so that's part of the their the story that the that they're trying to push through. Um, the other one was European contact. We killed off all the wolves, and that left room for the, the coyotes to come in from the from the west. And because the 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 wolves had nothing, nobody to mate with, they started hybridizing.
0: Okay, the the coy wolf that everybody hears
1: about, and that's your eastern coyote and or your coy wolf or the the many different names that we hear hear about them. I
0: they laugh about I, I laugh about that out here because to me, for for me, a coy wolf is a pile of uh, wolf turds at a at a bait site. You know, if I if I catch a catch a coyote, the wolves eat it right away. You know. Well,
1: I, and that's that's the, the other one of the other points is we have to protect the eastern wolf because it's. It's uh, genetically unique to all the other canines in Ontario. Well, since the 1950s, there's been no hunting of canines in Algonquin Park. So we've created a, a little island for them to, to live in. And it- they're, they're, they're breeding with themselves. Okay, we're creating. We've created a, a unique situation.
0: Let me let me get a couple of things straight here. I'm trying to fight this out in my head. There, it's is there is the eastern wolf just a subspecies of the gray wolf, or is it a separate wolf?
1: It's a hybrid.
0: It's a hybrid. Okay, so the eastern is, hybrid, yes. is the result of the gray wolf and the coyote. And, yes. And eastern coyote. Pardon me. And your eastern coyote is quite a bit larger than our western coyote, isn't it?
1: Oh, much. Yeah. 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 It, it's a lot larger. Yeah. Okay. Um, you, you go to go to your snare pen or whatever, and uh, you pick up a 60, 80 pound dog. It's not unusual. Wow.
0: Yeah. Like an 80, 80 pound wolf is a big wolf. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> not, let alone let alone a coyote. Uh, okay. So the other thing I, I was trying to get straight was the guy in the, in the very beginning, Said that three per hundred square kilometers was was the proper carrying capacity, and the guy at the end said the same thing. What did the guys in the middle say? What, what, what did they decide? Three, three as well. Three as well. Huh.
1: Yeah. Well, it's the same carrying capacity, but they they want the, the animal to to go out, like their numbers to expand. Which there's been two problems with that one we have not gotten uh what a recovered number is uh to their to the endangered to to take them off the endangered list
0: okay so and what 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 number we need for the the population to be at before they're no longer endangered that's the recovered yeah. number okay yeah
1: and the other problem is is one of the the, the part of the rationale for shutting these areas down is the fact that because it's half wolf and half coyote, you can't tell what it looks like. Um, okay. You, you, you can't tell, you can't distinguish what it is. Is it a wolf? Is it a coyote? Nobody, nobody can really tell on the fly. And that, that concerned quite a few of the, the hunters um, out in the, the East, um, they couldn't tell for a hundred percent sure, so they didn't want to drop the hammer because they couldn't tell. So they just stopped stopped shooting them. They stopped managing their numbers because they are growing in in numbers.
0: So um, the hybrid resembles the coyote. It
1: it's it's a crapshoot. Roll the dice.
0: Oh, okay. Um, it it could look like
1: something that looks like a coyote with giant paws and long legs. Other times, you have something that looks that's short legs, giant head on it. You know, you can't really, if you were to tell on the fly, I, I they they all look the same, um, and that was part of the rationale why they they shut it down. So, 2016, they shut down another three areas where these were found, which were. Um, three other provincial parks. Uh, Killarney Provincial Park, which is getting closer to the north end of Lake Huron. Pardon me. Um, Queen Elizabeth II Park, Provincial Park, and Cortha Highlands Park. So if you look at a map, the Cortha Highlands and the Queenie 2 is just south, southeast of the park, of Algonquin Park, and Killarney is... Um, Northwest by quite a bit. So, what the the researchers were were looking for, and the provincial government was pushing for, was eighty thousand square kilometers to be shut down for all canine uh, harvest. Wow, that's that's a good chunk of area. Um, I went to the uh, recovery strategy meetings, um, with Robin Horwath, the, the general manager mm-hmm. of the Firm managers federation. And it, it was, you tell your story. He tells his story. We sit and listen to the research. Then on the, the last day of it, um, like there was in two different days on the last day, it was went from 80,000 square kilometers down to 30,000 square kilometers, which, sorry, 40,000. And they they cut that number in half just to make the aunties happy and the the consumptive users happy. And you you can't say stuff like that in, in a meeting and expect it to be everybody be on board because management, like true management of an animal shouldn't be a compromise
0: no and there shouldn't be any politics in it right
1: it's it's, it shouldn't be well okay well we'll give you guys half and we'll give these guys half that that's not that that can't be um it's either it is or it isn't do we need to protect them or do we not and that's that's starting or getting to where we're starting to get into the nitty-gritty um
0: can i ask Yes, can I ask when did the animal appear?
1: i I don't know i don't know If and you listen to if you listen to I asked um, the one head researcher, and she said um, I, I, I asked the same question, and they they went around everywhere northern, northern states, upstate New York, all of ontario, quebec um Manitoba, they went looking for these things in the museum, like skulls and and bones and whatnot, to try and get some DNA from as far back as they could. And they couldn't get any.
0: So they they don't, this koi wolf doesn't exist anywhere else? No. Okay.
1: So I asked how, when did it show up? Like, when does this thing, when did this thing appear? Or how long does it take in natural selection for a hybridization to become its own species, to become genetically um, significant or ge- genetically different. And I was told 140,000 years. Well, when I was a kid, there was no such thing as labradoodles.
0: <laughs> yeah, no. <laughs>
1: that, was, that was made by man, Yeah. right? Well, if, uh, I like mean, vitamins, it, it like raises... Vitamins
0: it raises so many questions in my head. Like, I mean, when did it, when did it, it, it arise and is, is it genetically stable or is it constantly morphing? You know, are are, are we going this way? Or are we going that way? Um, how long before it all breeds out and they go back to the, to the unique genomes and that? I, like, I mean, I'm, there's so many questions. Like, what do you, what are you actually trying to save? I mean, it's, it's like trying to save a, a moving target. You know what I mean?
1: Well, that, that's the thing. Like there was no such thing as genetics in the eighteen hundreds. And Dobermans were made out of five different animals. <laughs> right? right. They're made out of the Rottweiler, German short haired point pointer, Weinenheimers, Rottweiler. You know, they're they're a, a Heinz fifty-seven in the in the actual sense. And that was made in the in the fifteen hundreds. Like Pimlot was doing his own genetic uh, research. He was breeding, trying to crossbreed, um, these animals like wolves and, and coyotes. Okay. So, and he was successfully doing, so is the Eastern Algonquin wolf, uh, what is left from, from his research? Like nobody can actually tell us exactly what's happened. The other kind of stick in the mud is all this research, A good part of the research was done under the funding of seven different protectionist organizations. Yeah, yeah. (laughs) You get what you pay for. I hate to say though, I hate to say that, but you get what you pay for, right?
0: It is so funny how that works. You know, the, it, the, the, money that comes from a, from a protectionist uh, uh, group is, is clean money. Uh, when we, we take and uh, whether it's like the wild sheep organization or the trappers organization in Alberta, and we pay money just to fill a helicopter, just, you know, we, we just buy the fuel for the helicopter when they're, when they're doing surveys and all that. Those numbers don't count because we influenced it. just because we put gas in the helicopter, you know, our money's dirty, but the money that from, from, you know, Save the save the whales, or or, or uh, my favorite, the World Wildlife Fund. I mean, that's that's all clean money,
1: right? To to, to your point there, um, we were asked, or we were not asked, to help gather data or be um, for any funding for this project. Um, when it come down to to it, we asked at the on behalf of the firm managers. Um we asked at the recovery strategy meeting if we can do some uh some sampling for them. We have all the information we need.
0: Yeah, you we guys handle far more of those animals than they'll ever see.
1: That's the thing. And what what we heard about their their data collection, like their, their sample collection, was Appalling at best. They were doing fecal sampling. And, well, yeah, um, I believe they tried bar sampling, and they were looking for urine samples um from from uh, in the snow. I'm like, have you ever seen a dog pee on a on a stump and then have eight more dogs come along <laughs> like you? What are you getting? So what the fur managers did, that's a good place
0: to put a trap. That's what you're getting. <laughs>
1: <laughs> from what I've heard. <laughs> but uh, the the firm managers, we reached out to um we reached out to our trappers in the central region, and it was awesome the amount of uh, help that we got from the, the trappers. All we wanted was two and a half two inches of the tongue that gives them or the, the, that gives us actual DNA sample that can get down into the genome deeper than any fecal matter could ever, and what we did was we, uh, we sent half of the samples to Trent, half of it to. Um, to Princeton sorry and we kept half for ourselves and we we jumbled up the numbers so sample A was sample one type sort of thing so nobody could nobody knew what the real answer was other than us after looking at what it was Um, the other problem with the sampling done by the the researchers in Ontario, was they eliminated dog, domestic dog. So if they got a sample that had domestic dog in it, it was thrown out. Oh, so
0: that does does happen?
1: Oh, my goodness. So Quebec just did a study there, and I believe over 416 I believe coyotes caught in Quebec, um, around forty percent of them had domestic dog DNA within them really yeah, yeah, wow,
0: yeah i know I know the the Eastern coyote must be kind of a tramp because man you guys you guys have such wide variations, not so much in in Ontario and that, but you get down along the the uh, eastern seaboard of the United States that a lot of them look like a, like a German shepherd. There's no way I would shoot one of them. I, I, I would, I'd let go out of the trap, you know, because they, they look so much like a, like a dog, right?
1: Yeah. Yeah. Well, I, uh, beca- because of the, the study, we got a whole bunch of pictures um, from people around Guelph area that uh, you had to ask yourself, why does that look exactly like a coyote, ears, muzzle, Size, shape, everything, colored exactly like a border collie. Yeah. <laughs> it, it's, it's bizarre. I, the, from what I've heard, the, the, the coyote is kind of a genetic conduit where that it, everything can breed with it type of a thing. Right. Um, so your domestic dog, your, your wolves, and whatnot. So it's kind of an easy, easy fix for it like for okay. for this for this situation
0: okay, so we're now at the situation where they have decided that they've got a a, a unique animal that they want to protect or whatever, and they, they're trying to grow the population that I mean that does, doesn't that yeah. seem like an invasive species to you when you you have to grow the population
1: you know? yes, yeah, so what they're finding is within the the thirty thousand. Mm. 000- townships or sorry 30,000 acres square kilometers sorry um that they want to call recovered that um the animals are having a hard time assimilating with other um wolves and uh and coyote packs Really? Um, yeah they they say they're having hard times The, the thing is admitted by um Ontario Ministry of Natural Resources. There is not one purebred wolf in Ontario until you get up to the uh, James and Hudson's Bay. Right. Okay. They're all they're all intermixed. So we've got coyotes. We have eastern coyotes, um, Algonquin slash eastern wolves, um, Great Lakes boreal wolves, and the gray wolves so they're all they're all hybridized it's just to what degree does this one have a little more coyote in it does this one have a little more wolf in it and that's where we put them in the slot Um, the thing is you can't protect your apex predators without having consequences right Oh,
0: absolutely, and when and when you say though that they you know they don't play well with the others, or they you know now they've increased the population and, and they're bumping up against the gray wolves, they're bumping up against the coyotes, and they're not interacting well. I mean, isn't that an obvious you know a, a warning sign that, that this wasn't meant to be, or was it you know well this is not the, normal?
1: The thing is, they're going off of uh, what what they're expecting. They wanted to do is shut down the area. One of the hypotheses. Was that the eastern, eastern wolf, Algonquin wolf, would spread out and push all the, uh, all the coyotes south? Because if you look at the Yellowstone uh, situation, what they did is they they grabbed a bunch of wolves from from a bunch of different areas, put Actually, them into
0: just, just from Alberta. We, we we sent yeah. we sent them uh, yeah. fourteen at one point and six at another and they still they still hate us.
1: <laughs> yeah. yeah, I guess, eh? Um so they sent them from areas um where there weren't coyotes. So they started to kill them and push them out of the areas.
0: The very first thing that happened with, with, with the Yellowstone when they put the wolves in, they went from uh from over 240 coyotes in, in Yellowstone to 40 coyotes in one year. The wolves, yeah. the wolves ate them.
1: Yeah, so over there, coyotes are competition for food yep. and food. Yep. Here in Ontario, coyotes are breeding partners for wolves That's because they're, they're all hybridized.
0: That that it's that eastern like coyote is got to be quite the tramp.
1: <laughs> yeah, yeah. It, it's not like it's not like over there where they uh they they don't know what they are. Here, they're, they're family units, right? Um,
0: so, can they breed either way? Like, does it take a a male wolf and a female coyote, or it's,
1: it's whoever's wherever? It's whoever's really? wherever. Okay. Yeah. Okay. Yeah. Um, like I've went up to to my snare pens and sometimes you you catch just a little wee pup with a with a big head and you catch like you catch what you would what you would call a coyote and a wolf at the same pen okay and i i know um on my on my line that typically they're about a week and a half different like the, the bigger tracks like the bigger bigger packs versus the smaller packs so they're all all going in circles ones i don't know if they're facing each other or, which doesn't speak well to the uh, to the the, the boundaries um, there is overlap with what the boundaries so, do the territories right
0: are, are your coyotes means, a pack animal i'm sorry are your coyotes a pack animal
1: then oh yeah Yeah.
0: See ours aren't. Ours are singular, maybe a pair. Depends on you know the time of the year, but they
1: well that's part of their story too, that uh um because of the coyote size, they don't have to be they don't have to live in big packs where they have to kill big animals to get lots of calories, right? They can live off of rabbits and squirrels and whatnot, where the the bigger gray wolves, the true gray wolves have to hunt in packs because they can't just live off a rabbit here and expend all the energy, energy chasing a squirrel or whatnot. Right. 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 Okay.
0: So now they're, they're trying to increase the numbers, which seems like an artificial situation and they're bumping into problems. What What's their solutions? <coughs> Excuse me.
1: <clears throat> their solution? Yeah. Like what the we, what's solution the solution of, of uh, of recovering the 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 numbers is to shut down all the shut down harvest of these animals, um, which they have done in in uh, three different sorry four different parks and the surrounding townships of the of the one. Um, because I'm the director of um, the center five zone five A in in the central region, um, I get to go to. To meetings and there's two councils um, that are right on the border of uh, Algonquin Park and within those townships, It doesn't take you too long to to see who's allowed to to harvest canines um, on their lines. Okay. It, 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 how how is your beaver doing? Like we, we did a study, the, the firm managers, just a, just a quick number grab. And since 2001, since they shut down those extra townships, the beaver quotas have gone down dramatic or dramatically um, over well, 30.
0: Wolf, wolf live on beaver. I mean, you cannot, um, you, you go at my trap line, you can't walk across the beaver dam without seeing wolf tracks in the summertime. And I mean, they, they welp there. You know, that's where they have their pups because there's there's a huge source of food for them, right? Everything
1: eats yeah. beaver. Oh, for sure. Even in the wintertime, the beaver house is a marking post. Yeah. Uh, alive or dead. Um, if it's alive, you'll see more tracks around it. But if it's a dead house, they'll still visit it because you never know when there's a free meal coming out, right?
0: Right. Right. So they're just they're just continuing to expand the area of the, the no-go zone where you can't trap. Well,
1: the the Ontario Fur Managers Federation um, ha, has pushed. We're we're really the only ones actively fighting, um, fighting this. Um, we're we've put countless numbers of hours into cl- collecting the 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 samples on behalf of the 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 trappers who are generous enough to uh, get us the samples. Um, we're actively sending them sending them out. Um not not right at this time, um, but we we're we're pushing back. Um, we got to minister we've spoken to three different ministers on this, uh, one liberal who actually agreed with us. How scary is that? <laughs> <laughs> and uh, they they put a, a stop hold, so we have to or the, the minister has to come up with a recovery strategy within x amount of days of receiving the the strategy and the the last day of the strategy meeting the the recovery strategy meeting it was it was kind of sad cuz at the end uh, the the gentleman who is running the meeting says okay so we're all in agreement that we have to to do something to recover this animal and myself and, and uh, Robin Horwath was no, we do not agree. Guy running the meeting turned purple. We have to, he started raising us. we have to agree that we have to do something. No, we do not have to agree. What happens if you do shut down this 80,000 kilometers? What's going to happen to your moose population, which is already in shambles here in Ontario. What's going to happen to the, the white population? Excuse me for a minute. No worries.
0: Sorry, just give me a minute. I've, um, <clears throat> this is my fourth today, my fourth uh, podcast, and I don't know what happened. <laughs> oh, gee, sorry. No, oh, it's, I couldn't, uh, it's nothing for me to, to uh, take that out. I'm sorry to interrupt you. This has been good. Oh, no um, worries. I don't have a cough drop here anywhere. <clears throat> I don't know what
1: happened. Too much talking. I thought you were choking about the the moose population. <laughs> <laughs> no.
0: <clears throat> okay, let's um let's take it back and do that the thought were you that you had the moose population in. Do you remember that line? Yeah. Okay. <clears throat> um. What? What's let's it le- gonna do? For the- oh, sorry. Just Just let me get you back into this. <clears throat> sorry about that. I've uh, been talking way too much. Uh, I think it, the, this virus thing is—it's uh, got me I'm doing way too many podcasts. <laughs> so you were talking about what it was doing to the other populations.
1: Yeah. Um, what's it going to do to the moose population? What's going to do to the to the deer population? Um, we just had a, a few bad winters that already knocked um, well over seventy percent of our whitetail population out. Um, the the canines were not affected by that. Um, what what what's going to happen with those, right? That you can't just protect the apex predator and expect nothing to go nothing to go uh, awry, right? No, and the worst part is that I mean the
0: your apex predators follow the, the prey by two years, so mm-hmm. your prey crashes two years later. Your apex uh, predators crash. There's nothing yeah. they can do about that. You know, if they can't take and, care of the prey, you you, there's nothing there for the predator.
1: And, so, they want to protect the Algonquin Eastern Wolf. Thing is, and let them expand. Thing is, we already have canines on the landscape that fill the same job, that do the same job, that these animals do so we have our eastern coyotes we have our uh boreal wolves or or sorry great lakes boreal wolves um there's already animals on the landscape and i'm not saying that like wolves are an important part of what goes on in in uh in nature like i'm not saying go out and and kill every dog like having like seeing people post on, on social media and whatnot, um, another fawn killer dead. Yeah. <clears throat> that, that those, those remarks aren't helping us any. Um, well,
0: it's, it's so weird though, is <clears throat> they have no proof that it ever lived anywhere else. No, you know, they, they have no record of it having been in the places where they're trying to promote it. I mean, it seems like it kind of, uh, you know, evolved or, or hybrid within the park and, Mm. and now they're trying to push it out throughout the province. Like, why? I don't understand that.
1: At the beginning, um, they wanted, they wanted uh, scientific facts. We didn't have them. So we got the DNA and we started getting them facts that they didn't want that was put out by, by, uh, non-biased, uh, people. Um, you can't, you can't fake a chunk of tongue. No. Um, mm-hmm. there was, um, earth roots a- and a whole bunch of different, uh, animal rights or protectionist groups, um, out snowshoeing and skiing on snowmobile trails looking for for all these these uh these pieces of, of samples we fought fire with fire um we got them the the better scientific proof the better dna samples um then the game changed <laughs> so now they now they're looking at um socioeconomical problems well that's an easy one to fight too um you just go and find what the predation uh of this animal or the predation of that this animal is causing on livestock right which is another uh another onion here this is, this is like onion many layers to it okay so I was at a uh uh human or sorry an agricultural wildlife conflict committee meeting and there was somebody from manitoba there and quebec and manitoba have already said no this animal doesn't exist it, it doesn't exist this is an eastern coyote <coughs> this is a, a hybrid why are you guys trying to protect a hybrid so he was there on on a, on a call or on on speakerphone and i asked him I said, "So, what do you guys think about this Algonquin wolf?" And he got quiet. And he says, "We're scared to death of them, because if you guys call them a species, a separate species, if you guys figure out that it is a separate species, apparently the uh, the federal government was thinking about taking away, because apparently an." and Manitoba, they're having huge problems with predation on livestock from coyotes. Federal government was thinking about um, taking their name off of that check. Anything cut or killed by a coyote, you wouldn't get uh, uh, credit for it. You wouldn't be paid uh, through the depredation clause through through the federal government. I know in Ontario, it's a 60-40 split. Um, I'm not sure what the the other provinces are. Um, so, <clears throat> let me get this straight: if it's killed by a wolf, they the kick in money,
0: but if it's killed by a coyote, it's not.
1: Yeah, that's that's what the, the 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 rumblings on the street were. So, they were deathly afraid of the Algonquin wolf being listed as as a separate species because now you cannot. Tell if it's a wolf, a coyote, or, or a, a gray wolf, a coyote, or an Algonquin wolf.
0: Oh, and so they would just disallow it. Period. Yeah. Okay. Okay. So okay. then
1: that would put huge burden on the on the provinces. So that's what the guy from the from Manitoba was saying. So who's driving all this? Who's got the power? Like, I mean, none of this makes any
0: sense to me at all. I mean, it's pretty cut and dried as far as I can see, and and. How is, how, who's got the stroke to make this happen? Uh, That that we can, we can take something that, you know, a a mistake, a hybrid that, that probably, you know, man might have been responsible for, but by crowding these, these animals together, whatever, causing the hybrid, or maybe it was just, it was meant to happen, but there's no history of it anywhere else. There's no, we have no records of it being anywhere else. And now we're going to try and promote it at the expense of,
1: of, of the other canines and everything else. Who has a stroke for this? it 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 come under under a different government. Um I'm not going to play politics. I think you know which side of the fence I sit on, but I <laughs> I'm right there beside you. <laughs> yeah, yeah. <laughs> yeah. yeah. But uh it's getting it's getting looked at and even the party on the other side of the fence um they they didn't see merit in uh and they they put a pause on it too so it's not like it's a, a a partisan uh issue it's it's being looked at and uh it it's it's we're we're still chugging away on it um the the wheels of government don't work that that quick but uh we've we've brought the fight to 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 queens park and uh the the new minister um, the past two ministers are awesome people to deal with their staff are are really really good and they're they're easy to speak to like I was on the executive there um, two years in a row uh, last, a couple of years ago and like I said we met with three different ministers on this and the current executive is still going to the 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 ministers and still still pushing for this and other items like we, we fight for for uh all trappers and all issues so
0: so where where's it at you guys have lost land that because these these and wolves are on it you can't trap canines yes and that's going forward but they they now have to come up with a what recovery looks like where you can trap again
1: yes and okay. If those numbers hold true right now, um, with what our thinking is, is there's no reason for or for protection. Okay. Like at the very beginning, you, you could see the uh, a pack of dogs chewing on on your cow, and you could not shoot it at the very beginning. That's how how strict they were with it. Really, no defense of property at that point. At the, I think it was the first week and a half before it was it was corrected.
0: We can even shoot grizzly when you're defending property. Uh, yeah, and you will you will see in the future a grizzly a grizzly season back here in Alberta again. It's, oh, it's going to happen. Yeah, it's going to happen. <clears throat> so it sounds like maybe you guys are, are there's a light at the end of the tunnel. They yeah but they they still are determined that they're going to expand the range of this this animal?
1: It, I I haven't heard that was part of the uh, the original strategy.
0: Oh that's um, the original okay.
1: Yeah yeah and and they still haven't figured out if it is its own uh, species yet.
0: Well you see it's the, a, the part, part that I got the problem with is that you know you can only have so many canines, whether, it, you know, in Alberta, it's, it's fox, coyote, and wolf. You can only have so many canines for an area. And all of a sudden, you bring in a, this hybrid. This is a fourth canine or, or, or whatever. It takes room up from the others. It has to. So, yeah. I mean, you're, you're sacrificing the native natural uh, species in that, the pure species, for, for this hybrid. I this, this, this does not make any sense whatsoever from, you know, like a, a conservation point of view or anything else.
1: The thing is, they, they say that there is these animals already on the landscape. Just not enough. Carrying capacity is carrying capacity. Exactly. So you know, if they're going to be, square kilometers has been <laughs> figured out. 1958. <laughs>
0: and, and, and and so suddenly, if they want those three to be Algonquins, then then what happens to the three Greys that were there, or the three the the, the three uh, coyotes? You know, they they have to be moved out. Yep. You know, there's still still only three three of those animals per hundred square kilometers.
1: And this has everybody twitchy because. Um, if it all goes to to their plan and the Algonquin wolves displace all these coyotes and move them into Southern Ontario, which is huge farmland. What's going to happen with the, the, the sheep, the, the cattle, like two years ago, farmer on my line lost um, two, let's say 400 500 pound uh, steer in their barnyard that wasn't yeah. a coyote that wasn't a coyote. the thing but the if you listen to them also if you listen to them also a true wolf won't go into a farmer's uh field and and kill a cow
0: that's what i was going to say is, is yeah. <laughs> you know we we have some fringe stuff that happens where wolves actually come into into farmyards and that but the big bush is always right there Yeah, But if you have an animal the size of a wolf that has the the comfort of being around humans of a coyote, you've developed, like, the ultimate nightmare for for agriculture.
1: Yeah. And, like, we we in Ontario, like, um, south of Highway 7, Port Severn, um, so pretty much the bottom of Georgian Bay across all the way over to Ottawa, you're not allowed to snare. You're just allowed the dirt hole. Um, we all know how well that works in January. <laughs> Not that great.
0: <laughs> well, I was thinking, I mean, you guys are all Canadian shield there too, so dirt hole has got a whole
1: new. <laughs> in ag country, in ag country. Yeah. <laughs> so, the the fur managers, um, again, they took the bull by the horns, and they, they reached out, and they're allowed to use RCRs now in, what, in southern RCR? uh, relaxing cable restraint. <laughs> a leash. Okay. Yeah. 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 It's not a snare. No, it's not no, a snare. no. <laughs> and if you, you listen to how the, the, the RCRs were developed in, in Wisconsin, um, it, it's kind of a funny story too. Um, they tried and tried and tried for years and they called it a relaxing snare. Well, not allowed to use a snare in Wisconsin. So they tried brought it to to their uh, DNR they tried they called it on the, the last attempt a relaxing cable restraint. Yeah. Same design <laughs> passed. Yeah. So yeah. we're allowed to use those in uh in in southern Ontario now. So it's not like we don't have tools to to help um, help the guys out down there um, but the thing is there's 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 a lot of them out there um, you get over and you like I farm farm country to you is is a uh, second nature probably out there with the big ranches and there's guys out here with um, like twelve hundred head a head of sheep and seven guardian dogs and they're still losing they're still losing uh livestock um protectionist <clears throat> groups are saying well why don't you put a fence up
0: no they have it, no clue
1: <laughs> yeah yeah so one of the, it was uh put a 10 foot fence up all around my property yeah what's it just put a fence up well they'll dig down so why don't you dig the fence down there's always an easy answer with these people, right? There's always an easy answer. I, I like how they talk
0: about it in uh uh in South Africa, where of course they have all these these game farms and that. And the whole idea is that they try to try to, to keep their, their animals in so that they maintain genetics, that kind of thing. And they're very, very large areas. I mean they are gigantic areas with with um we, that they ha- have these animals on, but the, there's two animals that they nobody nobody owns, and that's the warthog and, and the bushbuck, because they they say say that you build a fence and you throw a bucket of water, but at it, and if any water gets through the fence, a warthog and a and a bushbuck can get through it, <laughs> and, and it's the truth. Like I mean, they they they're very very uh, enabled animals. You watch coyotes, and I mean, like a six, seven foot fence is nothing to a coyote. I mean, they will jump to the top of it and, and they'll walk. But to have an animal that is, you know, a pack animal the size of a wolf that, that is comfortable around around people and that with, uh, like, like the coyote is, that, that's a terrible thing. Like, I mean, I, I yeah. cannot imagine, and for sheep people, we, our, our sheep people have trouble with, with coyotes but we are, our, our cattle people don't have so much trouble. My daughter is in, in Saskatchewan and I don't know, they, I think they calved 340 head this year or something like that. So they, they're, they're not a bad size operation. They don't lose that many. You know, there, there, yeah. there are sick animals that, that'll, that'll get ate and that kind of stuff, but they don't lose that much to, to coyotes Cause all they have is coyotes. mostly because one, the coyotes are, are a singular animal. Um, You know, young Siblings might might be run together in a pack for for a little while, but not very often do, do the adults run together, right? And yeah. we have lots of coyotes. It's Just there's a certain time of the year, February, March. Yeah, they're they're running together, right? That's that's mating season. So it, it's it, it's uh, interesting. What a, what a nightmare for for people with, with with especially with sheep and that kind of stuff, and to, and to have those kind of animals around. Like they could lose a lot of animals, no time flat. Why we did they? Why did why did they outlaw the snare in
1: that area? Um, it was there was a lot of pushback from uh, houndsmen. Okay. Yeah, a lot of pushback from houndsmen, and the population is is up, and nobody knows what care and control is, um, <laughs> or very few people know what care and control is, yeah. and uh, that's where we end up with dead dogs
0: well yeah I mean there's the old argument right your dog gets run over on the street in the city and and is is it the car's fault or the or the dog owner's fault right yeah that's the law here in Alberta you you take care of your animal you know I I have
1: yeah it's very it's very hard to see um there was two dogs uh caught on on uh in 5a sorry yeah in 5a uh, my, my, my zone here, and it, it's kind of nice that the police actually, um, I was talking with the, the one officer and they said, no, it's too bad about your dog. Maybe you should have had it on a leash, <laughs> right? Really? Wow. Yeah. Well, so they're starting to give warnings, which the, the OPP is starting to give warnings for this, which is a is good thing is a good thing yeah
0: it, it seems that so much there's so much this stuff is argued on emotion and and rather than than facts and you guys have been really good at going going to the government with the facts and that and and i'm just so confused that they would you know uh promote a hybrid an invasive species basically, and everything that goes with it the problems that go with it
1: yeah it's it, it's not the current government pushing this but the, the the genie's out of the bottle, so to speak. So we kind of have to shove it back in and put a cork in it and call it a hybrid and, and be done with it.
0: <laughs> so what other things are, are uh, facing you guys in, in Ontario, the trappers? What's, what, what other wars are going on or what other issues are there?
1: We, uh, I'm on the ballot right now, on the, on the ERO there's a um dispatch after dark which is a is a good thing because a lot of us trappers out here have day jobs um we can't live off a of fur alone no no <laughs> so we have day jobs and most of our sets have to get checked uh, by flashlight yeah um so we're hopefully going to be able to to use a firearm at night um to in the for the purpose of dispatch okay um, other big things that are going on, um, uh, trap line allocation and in, in that process. Um,
0: what's happening it, there?
1: It, it, it's being worked on. It's being worked on. Um, it, it just needs updating.
0: So is that for, for like, um, for somebody passing it on or selling it to Do yeah. you folks sell your trap lines there?
1: No, we we have to. Uh, so, if I want to give up my line, um, there's two ways I can do it. I can just say I'm done, or we can uh, have a succession form filled out, and that goes to the fur tech, and the fur tech um, has to put it up for open competition um, for the uh, First Nations peoples, and if they have familial Ties to commercial trapping within that line. They have a first re, a first rate of refusal, which is is fair, and uh, in 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 our eyes, um, never balked at that. Um, but there's been a couple cases where things aren't have been run kind of wonky. So we're just trying to trying to keep that. Uh, in, the, in the spirit of the way it was originally written. So
0: explain this one to me, though. Do you have cabins on your trap lines?
1: Yes, sir. Well, not, not all of them. Not all of them. There are certain, certain areas like um, in the higher populated areas, they might not give one to you. Um, my line is mostly comprised of uh, environmentally protected land so there'll never be a building, road, trail. It, it is what it is. Um, and they won't let me, let me build on that.
0: So but but, if, you, if you do have a trap line and it's got a yeah. cabin on it and yeah. you go to relinquish it or whatever, what happens to the cabin?
1: Um, it's up to the, the parties uh, involved to come up with a mutually beneficial uh, transaction.
0: Okay, so you're um, you're selling the improvements then?
1: Yeah, it, and there is no expectation um, for money to change hands. Um, yeah, at this point,
0: <laughs> that's a long way of going about saying you're on you're 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 on your own. <laughs> There's nothing we can do for it unless unless the other guy wants to pay you,
1: right? Yeah. I've learned how to, how to speak a little bit more politically correctly. I don't don't carry a big stick very much anymore. <laughs> we can't you can't do at uh, at uh, at the government the way like like you did in the fifties and you start banging and spitting at each other, banging the gavel and spitting at each other. You have to be a little more genteel about things
0: here. <laughs> Is that the biggest lesson you've learned dealing dealing with the government?
1: Yeah. What was yeah, the biggest they, surprise? People are people, right? And uh, there's different, like I said, this is an onion and there's different layers to it. And it takes time to to get through each layer, right? So you can't come up and say, I want this done and expect it done tomorrow, right? It, it, it does take time, which... Um, for the most part, the, the people that we deal with are, are awesome people. They, they get it. Um, It's just, they have to go through the, they have to go through the motions, right?
0: For me, the frustration, the biggest frustration dealing with the government is it seems like something is never final, you know? And, you know, you, you get to a, a, uh, an agreement with a current minister or whatever, and then the minister changes. And it seems like the bureaucrats are eternal. The politicians are temporary, but the bureaucrats are eternal. And if the bureaucrats want something, they mm-hmm. just outlast you. You know, they just outlast you. That's all there is to it. And
1: There's a, there is a shelf life on bureaucrats, though.
0: Unfortunately, it's 30 or 40 years. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. yeah,
1: I'll tell you what it's
0: like. My son is uh, the president for Wild Sheep Federation of, of Alberta. So he sits yeah. on, on different um, uh, organizations, AGPAC, and he represents Wild Sheep on AGPAC, and, and there's uh, another one. But they, so I, I, too, have sat on those, uh, on those uh, back in my day it wasn't AGPAC, it was AGMAG, and that was like 12 years ago. And he calls me up the other day, and he's going home from a, from a meeting, and he says, you know, Dad, we were talking about this, and looks like this is going to go ahead, and this is going to – I says, Matt, I says, if your son follows in your footstep or your daughter and sits on one of those government organizations one day, they will be talking about the same thing you're talking about today because I said, 12 years ago, we talked about this <laughs> when I sat there. And he was like, are you sure? <laughs> I said, I remember very well. <laughs> Yeah. it just like nothing ever gets done
1: mm-hmm. i'm
0: I'm just so and and i don't know what it's like in ontario but the protectionism out here since since we've uh you know come under such scrutiny everybody says we're so evil about dragging the oil out of the ground and all that stuff our environmental standards are so high right now that it's it's crazy like i mean you have to uh the, the, the permitting and, and that that has to go through if you were to have hit a rock with your pickup truck out on, on an oil lease and, and punch a hole in your in your oil pan they'll shut shut everything down and mm. that has to be you know cleaned up correctly it has to be remediated the, the whole works like i mean so to see the the government they're promoting the you know the uh an in invasive species is just beyond beyond you know, like, yeah. in, that, that is so crazy for, for what would happen here in Alberta, right?
1: Here's the, here's the the insanity of this whole thing. My kids watch cartoons Saturday, Sunday mornings, and Earth Rangers has a commercial on. Daddy, did you know that the, that the, the red fox is in danger? <laughs> no. But they say we have to save them. <laughs> Earth Rangers is funded by Ontario Power Generation. You're kidding. How insane is that? Well... I don't know if somebody wants to to buy carbon offsets or how that works, I don't know. But I was at uh, um, the Toronto Sportsman Show um, last year, and a little girl come up, and, oh petting the Martin on the, on our display. And yep, that's a Martin. Oh, oh, isn't that nice. She didn't ask for birthday money or birthday presents. She asked for money so she can donate it to earth rangers to protect the Martin. Yeah. <laughs> Are you insane?
0: You know, I know, it just, it just doesn't make any sense at all, but it, it's all emotion. Right.
1: Every half hour, on the half hour, they they have airtime. The fur managers put out a uh, a video, and we had to pick and choose when it would air. Why? Because it's us. It's the trappers of Ontario who are chipping in money for this. Not, and we had to pick and choose. We only have x amount of time slot or x amount of money for x amount of time slots. When do we want to do it? yeah where do we do it? it doesn't matter to them nope. they just they got the money they got the the voice
0: well you take a look at the world wildlife fund and and what they've done it's 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 beyond belief the the atrocities have been committed in the name of that panda bear you know what i mean uh the they've they've always been there just just to get their face out in you know and they inter interfere with uh with um are we breaking down here
1: yeah Oh, it's my wife just calling. Sorry.
0: Oh. <laughs> 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 well, we we can wrap this up. I could keep talking for forever, but I see we, we're, yeah. we're pushing up on an hour here. So, it has been a pleasure, Ray.
1: Thank you. It's can you uh,
0: can you give me a, a website? Give everybody a website if they want to go check all this stuff out. Uh, like where the, where to find the fur managers in Ontario?
1: Ontario Fur Managers Federation. Um, dot com that's awesome. Really,
0: yeah. Right on. All right. It's been a pleasure. Thank you very much for taking the time and Thank you. we will uh, see all you folks, uh, maybe down the line. Bye. All right. Thank you, sir. Thank you. Uh, that was, that was awesome. We'll have to do this again.
1: Yeah. Um, I'm like maybe 45 minutes from, uh, from North Bay. So oh, okay. if you ever do make it, um, to North Bay, um, bring your camera, bring some, some clothes. And we have a, I'm, I trap on two registered lines and the one has a cabin and I'm quite sure we could burn a few days out in the line.
0: That'd be cool. That'd be very cool. cool. We're, 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 we're hoping to do something with, uh, with fur harvesters. Like I've been dealing with Mark for, for, for years and we've come close to doing stuff and, and, uh, I we're supposed to, Again, at some point, but um, if this virus stupidity would ever end and and we could get on with life, like yeah it, it's crazy, it's just crazy. Yeah, sure. yeah, it made it tough for for him. You know, we were we we're going to probably see a good bounce in the in the fur this year if it hadn't been for for getting the that uh, shut down. Right? Yeah, yeah.
1: I think uh, as soon as things open up and the economy starts rolling again, I think we're we're going to be in for a boom. I hope
0: (laughs) (laughs) we just, we just need a a, a pipeline or two and and Alberta will be uh, on its way again. I'll tell you.
1: (laughs) Yeah. We're lucky uh, by next year. If we get uh, somebody going to actual uh, to the house of commons.
0: How is it that the only thing that is not essential in Canada is our freaking government?
1: Yeah. How does that work? I, I just, I'm just flabbergasted. <laughs> yeah, it, it's it's beyond insanity. It's beyond it's, insanity.
0: It's beyond. And who votes for him? Like, I mean, seriously. You know, downtown Toronto. That, yes, yeah. that's,
1: that's crazy. I, yeah, my uh, my uh, sister-in-law is married to somebody who works on Bay Street. He's one of the, the, the kahunas for bemo and they all, they all know him. They all know him. They go to fundraisers for him. And I'm like, you people are, you, you people are beyond, beyond words. It, it's, it's I, ridiculous.
0: I can't believe like our finance minister to me, I wouldn't trust to tr- to balance my checkbook. And I mean, supposedly he's some high-powered uh, man in the, in the financial world and that he seems like an idiot. Like when he talks, he comes across as an idiot. You know?
1: He, he's just reading the script. I know. Just like Bill Blair. Just like Bill Blair. They, know, they know where their dinner hangs, so to speak. And Trudeau's not afraid to crack the whip. So you sing sing the song or
0: get going? On. Yeah. It, you know, at one time the Speaker of the House was there to make sure that questions were answered and that question period flowed. Now there's none of that. They can ask the same question over and over and over again and and get a nonsensical answer every time. I I can't be alone in being frustrated with that. I can't be alone in 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 having had my fill of
1: that garbage.
0: You know, the yeah. rest. The rest of Canada has to be too,
1: and it, it's it's a game. It's a uh, it's a game. He knew he wasn't going to get Quebec, so he turned Quebec against uh, uh, conservatives, and the block's in there now. And it, it's it's a numbers game, right? Yeah, yeah. All the NDP is are liberals who love really really love unions. Yeah. So <laughs> like, <laughs> they're all the same people just flying a different flag.
0: Well, like now they won't support him. Actually, charging the criminals that 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 have have got money illegally through this this uh, uh, grant and everything, and, and it's like I would have never thought that that would be the one thing that they wouldn't support them on. You know what I mean? <laughs> it's it's so stupid where where it goes because I I just don't understand them. I don't I don't think like any of those those people. Those the it's just crazy.
1: Yeah.
0: Yeah. Anyway, all right, man. I will let you go and thank you very much. Oh, well, thank guess- you like I said we'll, we'll 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 do this again I'm I'm glad you reached out man take care